Hey all, Ponders here. I'm hard at work making the last few episodes of this season a real treat, but in the meantime, I wanted to share a podcast with you that I love. Sidequesting is a fantasy podcast about avoiding the main plot. It follows the tale of Ryan, a budding adventurer who's willing to help out just about anyone, as long as they're not being asked to deal with the scary wizard everyone keeps talking about. Each episode follows a new side quest of Ryan's as they travel from town to town, meeting new people and doing new things. It pulls from classic tropes across fantasy stories, but subverts them in a fun, lighthearted, and exciting adventure. It's made by Tal Manier, an amazing sound designer, writer, and voice actor. And you can listen to SideQuesting on your favorite podcast app or read the transcripts at SideQuestingPod.com. But I've got a delightful episode lined up for you to listen to right now. Enjoy. After a lovely night in Rosehaven, today I am escorting a merchant to Cliffside. This town is a full day's travel away. And this merchant wanted someone to help protect her goods along the path, and provide some company. I'm hoping I'll mostly be doing that second one. The merchant, who goes by Cam, seems quite friendly. It's a nice day today, bright and sunny, but not too hot. Great for traveling. I'm meeting Cam at the Rosehaven front gates, and then we're heading off. Hey, Ryan! There you are. Ready to go? You betcha! I even brought some trail mix. Perfect. My plan is to take this road out of Rosehaven, then follow a series of smaller paths towards Cliffside. We have to cross the river at some point, but there are plenty of bridges along the way. Excellent. I'm glad we won't have to pull your cart through the water. Yeah, the last time I did that, it did not end well. Do you know what fairy floss does when it gets wet? Does it... melt? It dissolves into nothing. That was a whole trip wasted. Though, allegedly, I hear that stream now has flying fish. What a funny coincidence. Yes, indeed. Cam tells me more travel stories as we make our way down the main road from Rosehaven. She's been all over this road, delivering goods from town to town. I learned that Rosehaven loves jasmine tea from Swiftacre, and that Cliffside adores the sourdough bread from Runswick. Apparently, Greenport has a bit of a sweet tooth, and the people there will buy out all of Cam's treats every time she visits. She's finishing up the story of the time an entire school of kids chased her across Greenport to get some candy when we arrive at a fork in the road. Cam suggests taking the left path, which would get us there the fastest, and I'm not arguing with that. So, after one left turn and some walking later, we reach the bridge. Except, there's someone blocking our way. I've never seen a bridge troll before, but from what I've heard about them, I think this is a bridge troll. He's tall and large and looking at us quite menacingly. You shall not pass. Okay. I mean, we can turn around and go another way. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't even add much distance. It's not very far. No! No? No! You shall not pass unless... You answer my riddle. Oh, I can do that. I have some experience answering riddles, you know. That's good. I'm really bad at them. You can't possibly be prepared for this one. Yeah, I believe you. 
All right, give it to me. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> when does the phoenix nest? Uh... I think the answer is spring, but you should know... That's not really a riddle. What? It's more of a trivia question. There's nothing to be puzzled out. You either know it or you don't. Not that that's a bad model for letting people cross your bridge. It's just not a riddle. Oh, well, thank you for not laughing. The last people who came by laughed at me. It... It hurt my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. That's no good. I'm the worst bridge troll in the land. We've got to get you some better riddles. Or a better job. Really? You'd help me? Of course. You seem nice enough. I'm supposed to be big and scary. Why is that so important? It's what my parents want. They even picked out this bridge for me to live under. Every respectable bridge has a troll. And every respectable troll has a bridge, they said. It is a very respectable bridge. <sighs> Who cares about them? What do you want to do? Well, really, I, I've always wanted to be a chef. That's great. You should be a chef, then. But everyone in my family is a bridge troll. They would be so disappointed in me. That shouldn't matter. Tell me more about being a chef. I spend a lot of my free time fishing, you know. When people aren't trying to cross the bridge, I've been practicing making sushi. Oh, delicious. I love sushi. How's that been going? It's been going really well, actually. It didn't start off that way. You should have seen the first couple of tries. But I think I've gotten pretty good. There's different techniques for each fish, you see. And you have to be really careful with some of the smaller ones, or else you'll ruin the taste. And I'm starting to learn that how you catch them matters too. And then... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I'll stop now. You don't have to stop. I was learning a lot. Tell me more about how you have to catch them. Well, I could show you. Yes, please. Okay, stay right there and I'll get some things. Do you want to fish too? I have some extra gear. That sounds fun. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Argyle runs under the bridge and returns shortly with two fishing poles and a net. He hands Cam and I the fishing poles and we sit with our legs dangling off the bridge. Argyle lays on his stomach, waving his net in the water. It's quite a large net and it reaches into the river with ease. So, for sushi fishing, I figured out that it's better to use a net, but it's harder too. I'm still getting the hang of it. I don't know if I should keep the net still or wave it, or keep it out of the water until I see a fish. Right now, I just do whatever I'm in the mood for. And right now, you're in a... circle mood? Or is that an oval mood? I'm just nervous. What if I don't catch anything? And you're here for no reason. I've never had guests on my bridge before. People have crossed, and others have turned back the way they came. But nobody has ever stuck around. <sighs> what my parents would think of me right now. You said your parents were bridge trolls too? My parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. I was raised on stories of great bridge riddles and fearsome fights with people who tried to cross anyway. I know everything there is to know about maintaining a bridge and guarding it, 
because my parents drilled it into me since I was young. I'm supposed to love this stuff. But you don't. But I don't. Argyle, you need to do what you actually love. That is exactly it. My parents aren't merchants. They grow their own tea, and they sell it at a little shop in Cliffside, the trusty teapot. (laughs) My full name is Chamomile, actually. After the tea. That's how important it is to them. My middle name is... Ah! But I just go by Argyle. Yelling is important to my parents, I guess. Cam, were your parents mad at you when you went off to be a merchant? Well, when I decided that this was what I wanted to do, they weren't exactly happy with me. It took them quite a while to come around. I think they just wanted someone to run the trusty teapot after they retired. Luckily, turns out my little brother Earl is really into tea making. So, once my parents had a successor, they were a lot happier to let me just do my own thing. Plus, I started bringing them back tea leaves from the places I visited, and I think that also helped. Nothing like a little bribery to win someone over. I don't think my parents would ever come around if I stopped doing this. Even if I brought them sushi. I'm glad my parents got over it. We're on great terms now, and it's really nice. You never know, Argyle. Maybe your parents will too. What about you, Ryan? How did your parents react when you decided to be an adventurer? All in all, they were pretty supportive. They didn't understand why I wanted to go out adventuring, but they helped me anyway. Making lots of trail mix and mending my cloak. (laughs) I even got dagger lessons from my- I got it! I got the fish! It's time! Argyle takes the fish to a flat stone and runs under his bridge to grab a knife. What he returns with is not what I'd call a knife. It's more of a short sword. It can't possibly be meant for sushi, but Argyle uses it all the same. He does it very carefully, an expression of peak concentration on his face the whole time. When he finishes, he lights up in a smile. This is so clearly what he loves to do. Here you go. Fresh sushi. Mmm, Argyle, this is delicious. You think so? Yes, definitely. If you can't convince your parents that this is what you should be doing, we'll just have to find you some new parents. Or additional parents. They don't have to be replacements. Additional parents. (laughs) That sounds nice, actually. Actually, I think I could arrange that. What do you mean? Well, would you like to come to Cliffside with me and set up a sushi shop? (laughs) There's an empty shop right next to my parents' one, and we can help you get set up in everything. They'll look after you. But I can't just leave. What will my parents- Do you need your parents' permission to leave this bridge and start a sushi shop? No. And what do you want to do? I want to leave this bridge. And setting up a shop in Cliffside- Sounds wonderful. Well, you should go. Don't you want today to be the day you stop being a bridge troll and start being a chef troll? Yes. Yes, I do. Then let's do it. And so Argyle packs up his things. He doesn't have very many, and he's ready to go in almost no time at all. I think he's been ready to leave for a long time now. But wasn't quite ready to admit that to himself. 
I'm glad Cam could give him the push that he needed. I think life's about to get a lot better for him. We continue on our journey with one more person than originally expected. Cam tells Argyle all about Cliffside, and he looks more and more excited with everything he hears. By the time we reach the main road to the city, even I'm enamored with the idea of setting up a little shop there. When we reach the cliffside gates, Argyle jumps around in excitement. Cam and I look at each other and smile. This journey took quite the unexpected turn, but it was a good one. And now I get to have tea. What more could a person want? Thank you for side questing with us. This episode, Building Bridges, was written and produced by Talmanier. Cam was voiced by Beth Crane, and Argyle was voiced by Eddie Young. The voice of Ryan was Talmanier. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Jesters of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5e, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified. Del Borovic is baffled. Guy Bradford is bewildered. Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual. And me, Ryan LaPlante, the DM, I'm the only person who knows what's going on. We're live on Twitch May 31st at 8.30 p.m. EST. And every Friday after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah, don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft thing. They really know nothing. <laughs>